Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 60 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 111 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT 2.0 going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, and we are four weeks away from NXT Stand and Deliver going down live from the American Airlines center in dallas texas and tickets go on sale this friday for the first takeover adjacent show out of florida in well over two years and we had a roadblock of sorts on that road to stand and deliver during wrestlemania saturday which featured a huge triple threat match for the nxt championship and supposedly the creed brothers the winners of the 2022 men's dusty cup versus imperium for the nxt tag team titles and i can tell you that the creed brothers julius and brutus suffered a similar fate that many have endured over the years not only on NXT 2.0, but 1.0 as well. As we all know, the most dangerous place in WWE is the NXT parking lot. Whether you are at Full Sail in Winter Park, Florida, or the PC in Orlando, you will fall victim to a phantom attack and the assailant will never be discovered. Despite access to security footage as the Creed Brothers were attacked in the parking lot, their track suits ripped apart just about. They were in the rain, laid out on the pavement. Malcolm Bivens and Roger Strong are having a fit outside as well. And we do not know who was responsible for the attack. One was suspect Imperium, but we had some more suspects, including Legato the Phantasmas, Royal Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild, who denied the allegations, alongside Briggs and Jensen, who are dealing with their own problems in terms of Jensen's love life. Also, the finger was pointed at possibly MSK, who took advantage of the situation by challenging Imperium for the NXT Tag Team titles. And I'll get to the result of that match shortly. But I can tell you that in the building, this was a clear sign of false advertising gone wrong because the fans at the PC really wanted to see the Creed Brothers face off against Imperium for those NXT Tag Team titles. I think the match would take place officially at Stand and Deliver, but the fans really wanted to see the match last night between the Creed Brothers and Imperium for the NXT Tag Team titles. And they got swerved by WWE and they were not pleased based on their reactions during the semi-main event. But before we get to that, let's start from the very beginning, shall we? Is it was the semifinals of the Women's Dusty Cup featuring Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. And this was a solid match as Wendy Chu played peekaboo with Cora Jade early on and took a nap in the ring. And we got hushed tones from the announcer saying, Wendy Chu is sleeping. Don't disturb her. Cora Jade is going to make the hot tag to Raquel Gonzalez. And Raquel is going to go after Wendy Chu with an elbow drop. And I'm going to stop whispering. Sorry for that AMSR moment, but that's exactly how the announcers called the match for 30 seconds. But poor Wendy Chu gets caught in an airplane spin courtesy of Raquel. And she goes around and around and around, both in reverse and clockwise. And she just gets dropped for an air fall. Eventually, Wendy makes a hot tag to Dakota Kai. And Dakota Kai hears voices in her head, just like Randy Orton. And basically, she doesn't want to face Raquel. That's her former best friend. But the voices do not get the best of her as the action spills on the outside. And Toxic Attraction attack Raquel from behind as Gigi hits Raquel in the leg with the pipe. 
and they walk away behind their Fareed's back, of course. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Raquel shoes off medical personnel saying that she can finish this match. She's on the apron awaiting the hot tag from Cora Jade as she fends off Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. And Raquel tries to fight through the pain with clotheslines and shoulder tackles and... Dakota Kai cuts her off with a scorpion kick followed by the chiropractor. She goes for the face wash, but Raquel jacks her up for the Shigona bomb, but that knee gives out. She barely hits her finisher. That allows Dakota Kai to hit the face wash on Raquel. Gonzalez makes a hot tag to Wendy Chu, who has said Vader bomb splash, and Dakota gets a hot tag once again to hit Raquel with the double foot stomp to win the semis at the Women's Dusty Cup, and they were going to face who exactly? We'll find out shortly, but I thought this was a nice way to end the match and get some heat on Toxic Attraction at the exact same time. The announcers had a very good question. Where is Cora Jade during the closing moments of this match? She was kind of at ringside chilling, not being there to make the save for a partner, but she paid Toxic Attraction back later in the show, which I'll get to shortly. Next up is Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. And I gotta say this for Tiffany Stratton. She has improved a lot in the ring in a short amount of time. She's a fast learner. And I went in on her character about a month ago. The presentation was terrible. I hated the daddy's girl gimmick of it all. And I'm happy it's been toned down as of late. She's still a spoiled rich girl, but it doesn't come off as valley girl reject, thankfully. And she's very athletic. I see the improvement in the ring every time she's out there. I loved that she powered up Fallon Henley to hit that Samoan drop for a very close near fall. But she got her canuppance when Saray kicked her in the head after she attacked Saray backstage last week. And she took the medallion out of Saray's hand and said, I can buy you something better. And that leaves a Fallon Henley hitting a shining wizard on Tiffany Stratton to score her first win on 2.0. She's excited. And I love the touch of Jensen and Briggs coming out to celebrate with her because they've been bonding over Jensen's lack of a love life as of late. And I dig the continuity of it all. And I get automatic vibes of two guys, a girl, and a piece of place from back in the day. From the 90s, my heart, it pounds for those days. I like platonic friendships that are rooted in, hey, good job, you won your match, let's get Jensen a woman so we can all be happy. And I dig those friendship goals very, very much. At least this trio is not all about the horny hours of 2.0, unlike the rest of the show, which operates on lust and sex. 24-7. Next up is LA Knight versus Grayson Waller in a last man standing match. And I thought this was Grayson Waller's finest performance to date. LA Knight is over as a baby face and he is living his stone cold Steve Austin fantasy like it's 1998 and 1999. And he is prime Austin stepping a mud hole into Grayson Waller in the corner. And dare I say, 21 years after Stone Cold uttered what for the first time, yeah, might be the new catchphrase of the century for WWE. And I really hope that's the case because LA Knight can definitely get that catchphrase over for years and years to come. And I love the fact that LA Knight was on site with Grayson Waller whooping his ass from the ramp, grabbing weaponry from underneath the ring to go after Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller responds with a rolling cutter in the ring, for a near 10 count, but LA Knight got back on his feet as we go picture in picture. During that break, we have Waller hitting LA Knight with the trash can lid. The action spills to this platform high above the fans, way, way away from the ringside area. And LA Knight dumps Grayson Waller, presumably to his death on the floor. But 
We come back to the ringside area and Sanja picks up Grayson Waller and carries him back to the ring. LA Knight goes after Sanja, but Sanja grabs him and hits him with a choke slam on the hardest part of the ring. You guessed it, the ring apron. Grayson Waller temporarily takes control of things, but LA Knight magically finds some handcuffs and he handcuffs Sanja around the ring post and he can't move a muscle to help Grayson Waller. So LA Knight is going to be hit with another rolling cutter courtesy of Grayson Waller, or so he thinks, as L.A. Knight grabs Grayson and dumps his ass through a table on the outside, but Grayson Waller manages to get back to his feet before the 10 count. From there, L.A. Knight grabs a steel chair, and he is going to whack Grayson Waller repeatedly. He feigns showing mercy. He beats his ass, put a trash can over Grayson Waller's head, and he beats his ass with the trash can over his head with said steel chair. He also gives a few whacks to Sanja as well to make sure the big man stays down during the closing sequence. So LA Knight is ready to put Grayson Waller through the announce table to finish their feud once and for all. Grayson Waller has a slapjack and he proceeds to slap LA Knight with it, knocks him out, and Grayson Waller goes up top as LA Knight is stretched on the announce table. And I have to say, I have not been a big fan of Grayson Waller's elbow drops. This one was his most spectacular to date as this dude went between the legs like he's fucking Steph Curry dribbling the ball and he delivers an outstanding elbow drop that sends him and LA Knight through the announce table. And in a savvy, clever finish, Grayson Waller hoists himself up by using Sandra for leverage to score the win to be the last man standing to defeat LA Knight once and for all. I really enjoyed this match. I love the plunder and the violence down the stretch and Grayson Waller's elbow drop should be in a highlight reel to kick off NXT 2.0 effective next week. That was a great spot. The elevation, the execution was everything. And Grayson Waller has been one of the standouts on this show. He's had five personality changes going from thrill seeker to heel. But all in all, he's a great overall performer that can be an asset to WWE for years to come. Next up is Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray in the semifinals match for the Women's Dusty Cup. And I thought this match was also really good. I love the chemistry between Casey Catanzaro and Io Shirai as they countered Rana's and reverse head scissors. And they just really worked well together. Everything they did was smooth like butter. At one point, Caden Carter takes out Kaylee with a dive and Casey ups the ante by taking out Io Shirai with the corkscrew plancha. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Caden Carter and Casey Canzaro working over Kaylee Ray for a bit. Io Shirai gets back in there. She has to tag a faint kick on Caden Carter, but her and Casey work well together once again, trading shots back and forth. But then we get the key spot on this match when Kaylee Ray is the legal person in this matchup and we have... Casey and Caden work together on the top rope and Kaylee Ray is on the shoulders of Caden Carter and Casey Canzaro's up top and she delivers an avalanche poison Rana to Kaylee Ray. The fans go ballistic. I'm thinking this is the finish. This is their finest moment as a tag team and I've seen some crazy shit from them in the past. But Io Shirai breaks things up. And she lays out Casey with a nasty kick that leads to the gory bomb special courtesy of Kaylee Ray and the moonsault 
courtesy of Io Shirai to pick up the win to move on to the finals of the Dusty Cup where they would face Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. And that could be a special match if given the time. Four seasoned vets in there bringing that work. This could be a true treat to watch come next Tuesday. And Kaden Carter tried her best to save her friend, but Io Shirai shoved her into the still steps, which led to that finish with Casey being double teamed by the vets. But I really enjoyed this match. Casey and Kaden are really good as a tag team. I'm hoping that post-Dusty Cup, there will be players in the women's tag team division because if you let them sizzle alongside the likes of Valentina Feroz and Lulisa Leon, they could cook preferably on the coconut circuit for about six months, let them get their reps in, do the shit on TV, it could be special. This division has depth that I like a lot, but it's got to come through in the clutch via some good matches that are structured properly with some good heat to boot, and we got that last night via... Casey and Kaden versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. And as Mandy Rose is looking on from her perch in the Toxic Attraction Lounge, Cora Jade ambushed Mandy Rose. She beat her ass, and I loved it. Cora Jade was on site, and this might lead to Cora Jade versus Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship at NXT Stand and Deliver because my mind was roaming as to what Mandy Rose is going to do at this premium live event in a few weeks' time on Peacock. You might have her answer via Cora Jade. Now, I wanted to see them have a match dating back to New Year's Evil two months ago, but Raquel Gonzalez was shoehorned in the match, and I hated it. So here's hoping we get the better singles match between the two at Stand and Deliver. Corey Jade has potential. This will be by far her most important match to date, and here's hoping it'll be her best performance to date if it comes to pass in four weeks' time. Next up is Imperium versus MSK for the NXT Tag Team titles, and this is when the show came to a halt for a bit. The fans really wanted to see the Creed Brothers and they booed MSK. And I got some vibes of the days we had those toxic fans at the PC trolling MSK. This was not the case here. They really wanted to see Creed Brothers versus Imperium. They was not happy with the bait and switch. The match was good, but it was a disconnect for the fans. And eventually the Creed Brothers came out there to wreck shop on everybody. And they delivered some nasty overhead suplexes to Eichner in particular that I am praying for his head and neck. And I love the Creed Brothers. I love Julius. I love Brutus, but they're green still. And they've got to be very mindful of their strength. You're stronger than you look. You're stronger than you think. Be very careful. Imperium is precious cargo. So is MSK Health. So is everybody you work with on NXT 2.0. So please be mindful of one strength and power when you big hoss people around without looking, which was quite the scene last night. And this could set up a triple threat match between MSK, Imperium, and Creed Brothers at Stand and Deliver. But as always, we shall see. In debut news, a kid from NXT UK makes his NXT 2.0 debut next week against Kushida. And Kushida gave this guy the death stare through the goddamn monitor and I loved it. Kushida versus A-Kid could be fucking special if given the time because Shida looked mad as fuck and I was kind of here for it. He was not laughing along with Ikemanjiro from Jacket Time. He was dead ass serious wanting to teach a kid a lesson come next Tuesday. And in love news, it appears the friendship and tag team partnership of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada has hit the skids as Persia claims to be the star of the team, the leader of the pack. And if she was around before Candice LeRae, they would have been multi-time tag team champions. Indy Hartwell wants to hear none of this. And they're going to have a match next week as Duke Hudson continues to be that walking billboard of temptation and sin. Just saying, as horny hours are upon us on NXT 2.0. 
And now it is time for our main event, featuring Braun Breaker versus Tomasa Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. And this match was great. The high spots were fantastic. The power of Braun Breaker is amazing as he delivers a double suplex to Ciampa and Ziggler early on. Ziggler went kind of sideways taking the suplex, but he landed fine for the near fall. Ciampa delivered nice knee strikes to Breaker and Ziggler as well. At one point, we had Ziggler lock in a sleeper while Braun Breaker had the Steiner recliner locked in on Ciampa. And because Ziggler was wearing him out, he was able to lift up Ziggler and drop him on top of Ciampa in a great spot. And Ciampa fired up with clotheslines, running those ropes like nobody's business delivering chops to both Ziggler and Breaker at the exact same time. But both men fought back against Ciampa as well. And the last three minutes were everything because Breaker was knocked out of the ring for a bit and that allowed Ziggler to hit Ciampa with the Famouser and the zigzag back to back for the nearest of near falls. Ciampa fires back. He goes for the fairy tale ending on Ziggler. That's broken up by Breaker, comes back in the ring by spearing Ciampa in the corner and he goes after Ziggler, avoids a zigzag and he cuts Ziggler up with a spear that was lightning fast, even better than last week. And the cell job with Ziggler flipping inside out was perfection as well. And Breaker lifts up Ziggler for the Gorilla Press Slam for the win, or so he thinks, but the referee is put out of the ring courtesy of Robert Roode. And Ciampa takes advantage by delivering the Willow's Bell to Breaker, followed by the fairy tale ending. But Ziggler gets Ciampa out of the ring to make the cover. And at the last possible second, Breaker kicks out and the fans pop for that false finish. So Ciampa is back in control. He lowers a knee pad. And he's going for that running knee on Breaker. But that damn Robert Roode pulls Breaker by the singlet and exposes his ass for all the world to see on live television to avoid that knee strike. And that enables Dolph Ziggler to drop Ciampa with a super kick to become the new NXT champion. The fans are stunned. The Brock Lesnar guy has been following WWE for the last 10 years for all major pay-per-view events. He was there Watching this craziness unfold, the fans are shocked by this. Ziggler pulls off the heist of the year so far by winning the NXT Championship. He celebrates with Robert Roode on the stage. And Breaker is stunned that he lost the championship by not getting pinned. It was Ciampa who took the fall. And fans are already booking fantasy scenarios for a blonde breaker on the main roster, making the joke that Vince saw him one time and says, hey, you're coming up soon, son. You're coming up to the main roster. You're going to be a big time star. I'm going to strap the rocket to your ass and you're going to be the main event of WrestleMania 39 in L.A. this time next year. I can believe that scenario. But in my heart of hearts, I can safely say with utmost confidence that WWE is going to re-coronate Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver in Dallas versus Dolph Ziggler in a one-on-one match. That will be the defining performance of Breaker's career so far. And I'm very curious to see how tickets move for the first takeover adjacent show outside of Florida for the first time in two years. And I want to see the pure reaction for Breaker outside of the WWE PC bubble. And I want him to absolutely have a transcendent performance in front of thousands of fans in Dallas. Pull in 5,000. That's a victory for WWE. And Dolph Ziggler is the perfect opponent. He has been revitalized 
on NXT 2.0 as of late. The promos have been good. He's been great in the ring. There's just a different pep in his step that I really appreciate. Something I've been wanting from Ziggler for the last five or so years. And he's a great champion for right now to really give Breaker that credibility heading into Stand and Deliver in a few weeks' time on Peacock. I will say that WWE could have done a bit better in terms of booking Ziggler with wins the last week or so on NXT and Monday Night Raw. If he's in a tag team match, Robert Roode should absolutely eat the pin and not Dolph Ziggler. That was definitely a choice. But in WWE booking, you get pinned twice, expect to win the championship the next night on 2.0. And that's exactly what happened for Ziggler. And I cannot wait to see the speech, the celebration, and Ziggler being the king of Florida for the next four weeks or so. And with that, this wraps up a pretty solid NXT. Once again, the first hour was all right. But I will say from LA Knight versus Grayson Waller in that last man standing match on this was a pretty good show from an in-ring standpoint. And I have high hopes for NXT Stand and Deliver, their first show out of Florida in well over two years. And I want to see how the fan base really feels about NXT 2.0. Where's the love for Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, Cora Jade, for example, where do we stand in terms of stars that have broken through via the system when it comes to the Creed Brothers, MSK, and the Love It Up Imperium alongside Gunther? And I still want to see Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, show up in the ring saying, hey, how you doing? I'm here. We are NXT, despite what has been reported otherwise. I would like to see that. And it's a nice way to set the tone for WrestleMania Saturday. It's a nice sign of him being back up on his feet, not back to work exactly full time but he's stopping by to say hello to his baby that has gone through some changes sometimes for the better sometimes for the worse but necessary change to really get the best out of WWE development to moving forward and I still have that bold claim that by June 2022 this show and this brand will be in a better place and I will stand by that because I do see the potential of this show minus the greenness and horniness of it all and with that, this wraps up episode number 60 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Later Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at WrestleTopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such as and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 54 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.